Welcome to McKnight's Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information from industry leaders. Hello, this is Danielle Brown here on behalf of McKnight's Long-Term Care News, live from Aka and Cal with Amy Stewart. How are you today? I'm fine, Danielle. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. So I have a few quick questions for you. Um, I know you're leading a lot of sessions this, this year. I am. <laughs> um, so, you know, just from the feedback you've been hearing from providers and operators, what's been their biggest concern so far um, regarding just infection control? You know, I think that infection control, it, it really it's about the vaccine mandate, and staff still struggling with the vaccine mandate, and we're still waiting for the rules to come out. Mm-hmm. But I think that providers are really anxious to find out what's going to happen, how their staff are going to respond. So far, I'm hearing really good things that people are responding really well, and they're actually agreeing to get the vaccine. I think it starts with the nurse leader uh, and nurse leaders who embrace the vaccine and share information and education willingly with staff. Uh, That's definitely helpful. In addition, with infection control, you know, the surveys are still really tough. Uh, Facilities are still battling COVID-19, and they're under the microscope where infection control is concerned. So hand washing is still a very, very huge deal, and people need to be uh, hyper-vigilant about hand washing and mask wearing, appropriate mask wearing, and um, pretty much, I mean, those are kind of the highlights, I would say. Uh, Isolation, I guess if there was one other thing related to infection control, I would say it's isolation and, and you know, bringing appropriate things in and, and the cleaning uh, when you do bring things in and take them out and so forth. Awesome. Now, you mentioned it earlier um, on staffing shortages. With the federal rules kind of pending right now and then a lot of state mandates going into effect, do you think, um, are you, do you believe that staffing shortage, the staffing shortages will get more severe or do you think more people, we might see more people complying with the rules? I, I think the key is to keep the staff we have and you know those are the ones at risk of leaving right because they're afraid of this mandate so I, I but the flip side of that and the, and the good side is that if you have an all vaccinated staff we could also see some people wanting to come and work in that environment and I don't think we should overlook that uh, the second challenges have gotten worse through the pandemic of course because people are fearful of bringing COVID home to their families and rightfully so but I think we need to, you know, do our part, get the vaccine, and then, again, I had already mentioned, nurse leaders sharing with staff the importance and why we're doing this to help our residents and so we can open our buildings fully up and have visitors and, uh, you know, protect everyone. Awesome. Um, so what do you think, outside of, like, staffing shortages, what do you think will be the biggest um, compliance issue maybe with the federal vaccine mandate or... What do you think maybe servers might target when they start to consider that, too? Without the rules, I really, I don't know what their target will be. Mm -hmm. You know, I I really need to see the the final, what they're going to be measuring the facility on. You know, I understand why we need the vaccine mandate uh, to protect the residents and to protect actually staff as well from bringing COVID, you know, out into the families. But I really... can't really say because I don't have the rules in front of me. Awesome. Um, the last question, um, can you provide maybe just a few tips right now um, regarding infection control that can help prevent providers in the future from, you know, 
getting deficiencies or being knocked on surveys and things like that? Oh my gosh, where should I start? <laughs> um, I'd already mentioned one, and that's hand hygiene. Believe it or not, hand hygiene isn't new. Of course, we know that, but it is often a cited offense. Uh, you know, lack of hand washing, lack of washing the hands timely, you know, for the appropriate amount of time, and or not following policy. The second thing I would say about infection control is how isolation is handled and watching the things that go into the room and how those are cleaned and if they're taken out, which I had already mentioned. Um, you know, there's still issues, like I'm trying to think of what else, uh, there's so many things. I read so many 2567s I could go on. Mm -hmm. Glucometers, even outside of isolation, glucometer cleanings are still getting cited. Um, proper surface cleaning. So it's not just infection control, it's, you know, it goes beyond just the nursing department, but making sure all of your high-touch surfaces are cleaned properly as well. Um, isolation standards, which I had mentioned. Donning and doffing PPE is another really big thing. Mm -hmm. uh, ensuring that your staff know how to do it properly uh, and then follow your policy as well related to that. And probably the last thing I would say is if you have really detailed infection control policies, which many people do, just ensuring that staff are aware of them and that they're being followed. And if you've changed any due to COVID-19, ensure your staff are well aware and educated on those changes. Awesome, Amy, thank you so much. Um, so for people who can't be here, can you talk a little bit about some of the sessions you're leading in, in this and then how can they contact you if you know they want to learn more? Sure, excellent. Uh, I did one session this morning on learning and literacy. Health literacy is going to be one of the new items on the MDS. Now that's on pause until two years after the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, or the uh, public health emergency rather. So I'm trying to give people some resources on how to be a health literate organization to get geared up for that. Uh, the other sessions I'm doing here, I'm doing tomorrow morning root cause analysis, and root cause analysis is really an important investigation process and which leads me to Wednesday. Wednesday I'm doing a session on how to conduct a thorough investigation. Both root cause analysis and investigations have a lot of citations associated with those two uh, you know systems if you will and so that's why I selected those and then lastly I also have a session on Wednesday about trauma-informed care mm -hmm. that I'm doing with my friend Pam Truscott from AHCA. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Amy. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I can't think of anything. It's just, it's really great being here, being in person, seeing people. And if you have any questions about any of the topics that I'm presenting on, you can reach me at astewart at apacin.org, or you can follow me on Twitter at ADS underscore AAPACN. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Um, for McKnight's, this is Danielle. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to McKnight's Newsmakers Podcast. We hope you'll join us again.